Good evening to you, laddies. Oh, my name's Evan. Uh, I was sitting here in si- like silence for a solid 10 seconds trying to think of an intro that I wanted to do, and I couldn't, so I stole one. Uh, what's up? We're the Forever DMs. Back at it again. Uh, it it took you that long to say good evening, laddies? That was no, your... to- top of the evening to you, laddies? Top of the evening <laughs> yeah. to you, Ooh, You're missing was... half of that. It's, yeah, I, I, I think that's for the here's best. The thing. That was yeah. the intent. I honestly, if I didn't say all of that, it's because I blacked out and completely forgot. Uh, oh, man. In, please introduce yourselves to rescue me. <laughs> uh, I'm a, a rescue artist, so it's not up to me. I'm going to let someone else do it. Oof. Yeah, well, no. all right, I'll start. Hey, everybody. Uh, it's me. It's Eli. It's Hoon. Um, yeah. Hi. How's Real it going? Real dinosaur energy coming from you today. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> We're not bringing this up. We're not. What? Uh-uh. I, I won't. I'm sorry. Hard veto. Come on, stop being a living object. I'm going to bludgeon you. Oh my! This got very violent. Wow! If you bludgeon Tom, that would be really unicorn of you. Rocks fall, you die. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll be back in the next loop, baby. No, not you. Uh, oh, Cameron. Yes. Speaking of oh, Cameron, wow. that's me. Seventy-eight years old and pregnant. How are you guys all doing tonight? What the fuck? No. <laughs> <laughs> An off mic bit. Even Eli doesn't understand. That's how off mic it was. I was so oh really funny. <laughs> uh, I want. I will give you context later, but the v- uh, listeners will not get any. So that's mm-hmm. fine. I'm. I'm. T- I, honestly, I don't even need any. That was just so raw. I just. I, <laughs> oh. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, something else. Was I mean, raw. that's what happened. Uh, oh no. And yeah. lastly, and yeah, lastly, lastly, the world has changed. Oh. I feel it in the water. Oh. I feel it in the earth. Mm-hmm. I smell it in the air. I'm Tom. You say fire. Okay. <laughs> I was gonna say if you say shit about fire. I mean, I could have kept going on with it, but like, I don't you know. really could have, and I'm no, so intro, glad you didn't. The intro was the fire. All right. Mm-hmm. Oh snap! Thank you. Small thank you. snaps. Small snaps. So Second it's morning night. again. Oh. <laughs> it, <laughs> it's morning again in the town of Lupellus. You've just finished your. I, I honestly can't remember if it was your second, second or third loop. Second. Oh my. Damn, God. you made a lot of progress for only two loops. Uh, Get wrecked. Yeah, what, Kim? You called it Loop Ellis. Oh, my God. Loop is in the name. I didn't even uh, I didn't even clock that. I'm so fucking mad right now. <laughs> and I, and I'm, just, I'm joining the realization train. You know what? That's, um, that's a lot. Yeah, because you said Loop Ellis and then Loop, and my brain immediately said, you dumbass. You haven't, <laughs> you haven't thought about this at all. I was like, what could Lupellus mean? Is it like a weird anagram? No. I mean, I was just in it for the name. (laughs) It's Ellis Island in a loop or some shit. I don't know. I mean, we're prisoners to his game. So, you know what? That's uh, pretty cool. I'll give give you a little behind the screen stuff. Originally, there was supposed to be more wolf-based stuff going on. So it was supposed to be more like lupus. Uh, Ah. The the loop was purely coincidental. But it's never Um, lupus. No, it is not lupus. (laughs) It's never Um, lupus. But... So it's morning again in the mm. town of Lupellus. Uh, you guys have just finished your second loop. You are once again walking through the door into this empty attic space. Uh, after seeing some uh, severe horrors, uh, we ended off with uh, Hoon got riddled with arrows and then brought back to get uh, slapped around again a little bit more. Uh, <laughs> Alistair and Q did their best to put up a valiant defense uh, of the town following uh, Hoon's lead. 
Uh, but considering all the chaos that was sowed, there was not much they could do, even to save the young boy, Ablis. Uh The most they could do was to get him out of the church shortly before his caretaker was killed before his eyes. And in a moment of trauma, his sorceress powers awakened uh, and called upon the same disaster that befell the town the night that you didn't stop the raid. So as you sit in front of your cork board with your red string and pieces of paper, Let's go through what clues we found during our previous loop. Oh, okay. God, the whole... Well, we we kind of did, like, a time skip way of doing yes. the last tag, right? So yes. So let's, let's go through for your entire loop, the entire second loop, if you can remember. Got if it. If not, uh, we could just do what happened last episode. I mean, I'm pretty good remembering for me. Uh, yeah, this is... Uh, what? Oh, my God, I'm alive again. Um, um, this is, this is, this is a lot. Uh... God. Hey, you know, is it really that much? I mean, this is kind of the job, right? This is kind of what we signed up for. Listen, I I did not expect this, all right? I, I mean, I understand that we're like interdimensional beings at this point, and right. I guess that has some connotations on, in the name, but like that's, uh, you know, perspective's a bitch, man. I just, oh, God. Honestly, fair enough, Moon. Uh, you take a seat. I'm just going to get to doing my thing. Uh, I'll take the string and start going to work on the clues. Mm. First thing. Uh, I set up is uh, drawing a little lightning bolt mm-hmm. uh, beach question mark because we found a frozen lightning bolt in the beach. Yep. Or who did? Um, we know that they spoke to, or if I remember speaking of the beach, the Vikings, Raiders, whatever, mm-hmm. talked to someone, a sea beast of some mm-hmm. sorts from the yes. east. Um, we met the Chris's last time. Mm. Uh, the Chris's had stepped into something or were adjacent to some sort of Yggdrasil source of magic because there was like a pollen almost of Yggdrasil on them. Yes. Um, they uh, were a little too late to set up traps or really help too much. And um, notably, they were really, really skilled because there was yeah. like a moment of defense from Hoon and it was just, no, they, they were behind Hoon before Hoon did anything the whole time. So it was just like really impressive. Very impressive. Honestly, relationship goals. Nice. To be completely honest. Yeah, I'd say the same, except, you know, uh, my my girlfriend <laughs> can't really use a bow. Uh, no, I mean... It'd be horrifying if she could. <laughs> and respectable. Find way to make bow for... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just like wedding games. It's a little scheduled. Um, uh, and then, what else happened? So we also, obviously, the woods. Mm. Gotta get that out of the way. Whispering withheld, whatever. Uh, something <laughs> going on there. Um, there's a meteor shower the night prior to the loop mm-hmm. uh, that was witnessed by, I believe, take a, the door. Yes, the take daughter. a tumble. Take a tumble. Take a tumble and some sort of uh, romantic interest, um, yes. I believe. Uh, and then, da, 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 I'm trying to think what else. Um, dad had a really big axe and like could do something if. We so choose to talk to him. Protecting his daughter too, like if she yeah, were if she were safe. extricated exactly. Yeah, we learned a bunch of shit uh, about Avra. Um, oh yeah, one she's know. a vampire. Yes, mm-hmm. two Obviously she's a dragon, vampire. dragon vampire. Uh, in the mountains, she's like walking into this kobold. Right. So like she doesn't have access to her magic, just whatever the kobold's magic is. You're getting close. I'm going to get it by the end of the loop. You're getting uh, much respect. <laughs> uh, and, okay, so there's her. The loop continued despite us keeping 
um, Abla's save, save right. uh, which necessitates that it's not actually Avra alone necessarily who's causing the loop to go through. See, right. there was a little bit of a white lie. That's what uh, Hoon is thinking about as he's like pacing the the you know the board and you putting up in between the pins and all that. I'm gonna give it a natural one when I'm talking to her later. I swear to God, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna read that that monster like nothing. Um, we we found out a lot. Also, the scarecrow is like modeled after Oblis's dad. I think that's a, that's that also position. Oh yeah, that was like a, a cool like little you know a little Easter hey. egg there. Yeah. Uh, we met the spirit Ellis. Um, yes, that Finny. was a big one too, Finny. Oh yeah, yeah, the the asshole of a of a great guy. <laughs> The asshole of a great guy. Yeah. He was cantankerous. He's this is right. He's an old man and he's dead. Yeah, he's trying so to I, sleep. I wouldn't call him an asshole. He just was just late for bed. Excuse okay. me, I'm a little blunt with my words. Anyway, ah, uh, what else? So on top of that, when Hoon was you know in in the thick of everything, uh, there was he's gonna say so. Um, guys, I, I definitely noticed that the soldiers they were um really really well trained. I mean, like. There was something I remember in my archive studies that there was something called like the Navy SEALs, right? And these yeah. guys were like <laughs> worse than them. I mean, like in, in like the be- in the in the better sense, you know what I mean? Like they mm. were just really, really, really well trained to the point where you know, like if you dropped a pin, they would notice it and they would figure out ten different ways to figure out how to deal with it. I mean, like, what's yeah. the what's the benefit of training SEALs? For your navy, right. I just. I mean, don't they just oh, sorry, of... you guys don't have any context. Um, just really, really good soldiers. Okay. I... Okay. I mean, I won't judge your world. Yeah. No. I mean, look, uh, everyone's world's different. All uh, you know, you've got some soldier seals. Um, not not a big deal, I guess. I mean, are they part of the navy? I mean, that would make sense, right? The entire navy, maybe? Maybe just the whole thing. I mean, I guess you wouldn't need submarines because they could kind of go underneath for they could you. They just go under and hold the breath for like nearly ever, right? Yeah, right. I, I guess if they knew magic, that's even better. Um, wow. Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. I'm I'm kind of getting more and more on board with these naval eye seals. So maybe we should get some seals on. So like, so. this is like a, a little little thing that that um was with my world. Uh, basically, it got to a point where you know like the seal was like really good at being a swimmer so like there was like some weird dna cross with like the seals and the it was like a whole thing anyway like a genetic splicing all right oh yeah no there was there was full experiments look there's races of all kinds so i'm, I'm watching evan's face <laughs> <laughs> just brutalize that this is now canon in hoon's world uh I don't know, i'm just considering if i should retcon things to make to turn the viking raiders into a platoon of marines <laughs> <laughs> oh shit <laughs> That's a retcon? I thought that was described. Oh, uh, oh yeah, you're right, you're right. Right, they also, the, the, the raiders also had these two, um, I'm calling them scalds, because oh, yeah, used to call them. The, the warrior bards, they, um, right. they played, they, they, it caused destruction and kind of boosted morale, so like, yeah. I think taking them out would do a great deal in, you know, possibly messing with their organizational qualities. Hmm. I um I definitely agree with this, and we could even like strategize some more because like they they came up from a direction, right? It was it was from the right. the sea. Yeah, yeah. So like so, if we get the Chris's before they go out for the their uh, afternoon constitutional, uh, they might be able to uh, set some traps. I mean, if we get them on board, that was probably the most poetic thing I've heard today. Thank you. I mean, today started like twenty minutes ago. Tops. Right. So that's you know. Hi. All right. I yeah. mean, all right, I'll set yeah, the bar high. 
Yeah, let's set the ball high. I, yeah. You know what? I like that. Let's set it high for this loop. The most poetic thing you've heard today is. All right. Any, uh, any other clues y'all can recall? Uh, let me check mine. I mean, there was also just the the type of like uh, markings that each of the townspeople's had for certain like serious jobs. Right. Um, I, I forget the colors exactly. I think black, black for military, for the, white yeah. for couriers, purple for merchants. From the first day, though. That was from the first day. Yes. Yeah. But I mean, it and may like, still be important to go over. Yeah. I mean, know. why would that be important? Why did that stick out to us? I, mean, I didn't really mm. stick out. With you. It honestly stuck out to me because like if we need to give ourselves a level of credibility then perhaps adopting some sort of guise or at least some sort of you know signification of station might actually be a means of uh, adding some credulity to our words and then oh. possibly like get into like deeper places of information because we're in with these specific areas maybe I I get that. I think we still need a little more information, specifically on if we're going to try to pass ourselves off as, like, military. Because um, who knows how this town feels about any sort of governance outside of it, you know? Um, could be yeah, like, could be like oh, yeah. ah, fuck you, soldier boy, you know, and kick us in the shins and stuff like that. So, alright, I mean, I'm going to do a quick roll call of, like, who we've met so far. So we got Aiden Gay, the, the merchant, mm -hmm. who's usually right. gone by noon. Uh, we have Grace Allen. Uh, she runs uh, the Our Lady of the Barrows uh, Church and the orphanage. I still don't agree with her. Moving on. Uh, there's <laughs> the three <laughs> unnamed children and then Oblis. Mm, they were uh, great. There is Roland the Smith and his daughter Taker Tumble, uh, who run the mm. Tumble Smithy. Mm -hmm. uh, there's Avra the Kobold and then Avra has some the dragon. Yeah. Not uh, long never. Ooh. Close. Close. Damn it. The of the Chris's, Christoph and Chris Mas, uh, <laughs> 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 uh, who are hunters and trappers. They got the tannery shop in town. Mm. And then there's Helena and Jeremy, who uh Helena's the innkeeper. We haven't met them yet, actually. Um but no, but know, we've had so much juice built up around them. Right, I mean, she wants to call it the Whispering Wood, and then Jeremy, the cook, who wants to call it the Withheld Wood. <laughs> I I sincerely think the Withheld Whisper is so good. See, Again, I, I just it. feel it sounds a little bit I'm like a brothel, but... I'm... Fuel that fire, it's gonna be great. Alright, well, so, uh, let's try to get a priority straight here, right? right? So, yeah, so, alright, if we need to... Oh, and then also, hold on, before yeah, we even get ahead. through this, there's also the possibility, right? Because remember, I, I talked to, who's the, the dragon lady? Avra, I think, right? Yes, they're both yeah, Avra, yeah. it's fine. Right, okay, I talked to her, and I also thought about the possibility of maybe getting a device through the time into the next day, and it's theoretical, but it's not definitely, and then try. about a, about like a teleport right. device, yeah. Interesting. I mean, what would we send over? Maybe the lightning bolt if we needed. Yeah, like, at most, more? I'd probably be able to get like a small, like five by ten foot object. At at most, mm. you know, whatever That's it is. Specific. Well, you know, there's only there's so many things that I can do with such a small piece of equipment that it's strapped to my back. You know. Right. I mean, suppose. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, like, hmm, fair. I so, was... Go ahead. I was gonna say. I... Oh, my apologies. I was just gonna say, I'm my main interest right now is probably the lightning bolt. It seems the right. most um, peculiar out of everything we've encountered so far that we don't have an answer for. Other than the Idrisil pollen, but 
Um, right, which that's actually something, that yeah. may tie into Summerhoon's idea. Right, like there's because, something carrying over. Hmm. This is all very troubling. Some sort of connection to the the world tree, as it were. Mm. You know, that's allowing it to continue looping. Then perhaps that can be used to further Hoon's plan, or at least get a better idea of what's causing things to loop, even if Avus survives. Well, I do have an idea. Um, By all means, hit me with it. And me too. I mean, you might die is a thing. What? No! The idea I have is we could potentially either join the Chris's on their excursion and see what they run into, or follow them, um, to see if we can find what they would run into regardless. Um, the other well, idea I had right. uh, was to just outright tell them, hey, don't go out there today, like, get some defenses ready right away, like, from the beginning of the morning all the way up to the night. I think that's honestly going to have to be the safer play, unless I we mean, can divide them. That's safe, but then also, like, uh, how, how, how much are they going to be willing to believe us? Because we're just literally telling them to randomly just go on a whim. So, like, how would we... Unless they're get getting a message delivered. From, say, by somebody who's marked. Ooh. See, who gets it? I mean, I got it, too. I just was quiet about it. I mean, all right, man. <laughs> all right, well, <laughs> I, I guess we could just throw in some sashes, but, um, the, again, the biggest thing... Is is that thunderbolt, like lightning bolt on the beach that's just frozen there? That is that is extremely strange. It means that like it, if you the way you described it is correct, Hoon, then it's it is like a bolt, like a full formed lightning bolt, right? Yeah, that's it's just, just in stasis. It's just in stasis, in, like crackling. Mm. So it got frozen, probably in the air, and then crashed. I mean, there was a meteor shower last night, so it's it's very potent, like it. It could be that something is above us that's coming down at the end of the day that just is kind of like a bomb, like a time bomb almost. You know All what right. I mean? So, so this, I, from what I picked up, right? There's, there's, there's three, there's three points from this conversation. Yes. The first, we need to talk to Avra because she's clearly giving a white lie for some reason. The second is that this bolt needs to be checked out, and the third is that these brothers need to get talked to, right? Boyfriends, not brothers. Excuse me. <laughs> Uh, That'd be weird if they in were. arms, in arms. Uh, still, nice still a little weird, but but like acceptable. Um, Thank you. The, I think Avra's lie. If I am to, I've I've dealt with a lot of um a lot of parents, especially when there's a crime that their child is guilty of, they will try to protect them at all costs. And my concept of this is she doesn't want us bringing any harm to Oplos, and that's why she lied about being the one in control of the loop. Um, that gives her more power of the situation, gives us more reason not to bring any harm towards her or Oplos, but is obviously a lie. That is my presumption as to why she may have lied. Um, otherwise, it is possible that she thinks she's doing it, but actually has no control over whether or not it happens. And there's something else that's actually like doing the puppet strings kind of thing. Yes, figuratively. Right. I mean, if you think about it, if she's able to walk into that body, it, it's possible that there's a stronger being that has more control than she does and is able to use her powers even. See, that's wild enough to think about because she's just supposed to be this like crazy ass big mythical creature of existence that like right. just is supposed to be able to level mountains as soon as i try and do something so like what could possibly be more than that i mean 
that whatever that's like, sent the lightning bolt really i mean the, the amount the amount of energy that's that's possible there is is tantamount to like a regular dyson sphere what like a like a god perchance oh my what is happening could be a deity um but i doubt it if Most we were like, up against, I mean, probably not really. If we were up against a deity, it'd be very difficult for us to un, you know, uh, unfuck this, as it were. Um, but mean, yeah, no, that'd be pretty tough. I mean, I I haven't yet had to fight a god, and I frankly don't relish the thought. There are magics that affect memory. There are magics that affect um, your uh, will. So it's possible that she's in the idea that perhaps her memory is being altered. It could be even perception. Because that could be, you know, they could be telling the truth, but in a weird way. So it's That's like true. misdirecting. Mm. It, again, like, Hopeless might not even actually be her son, for all we know. Um, I, could... I mean, DM, can I attempt some sort of, like, check just to kind of at least go off of what I remember from this beautifully carved uh, sapphire scarecrow? Yeah. <laughs> and, like... <laughs> you want to try to detect the family resemblance? Yes. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and roll a... Roll something. Roll the die for now while I figure out what kind of skill check it is. Well, probably not high enough. Uh, uh we'll call that we'll call that a nature check. Nature. I agree. Or medicine, honestly. Yeah. Probably. So I think it should be an acrobatics physical. check because this is a reach. I mean, <laughs> can I possibly make the argument for a persuasion check? <laughs> not in the slightest. As I persuade the DM. I would let you make it I would let you make an argument for insight. Uh, that's that's the closest I'd let you swing. Um do nature or insight? That's the some. Well, actually, no insight. It's so it's either a seven or an eight. So either way, you are not able to kind of read the family resemblance between the statue and Oblis. Um, but you were able to see, even if there is not a parental connect, like a parental connection between Avra and Oblis, Avra it clearly cares about Oblis heavily right, enough, exactly, to, to, for him to mean something to Whether her. Whether they're biological or not, I mean, there's still a maternal connection there. So, like, yes, but the story behind the connection is actually the more important thing. Whether or not it's biological or not, I don't really care. I mean, but... she said that she hatched him out of an egg. Yes, but she, she also said she herself. does the loop. I, uh, there's, we can't take anything that she said at face value. Is my mm. my point. Which um, is why I presented the white lie, you know, because like she might be saying stuff, but it's not for all, there. all we know. She may not even be a dragon. She could just be bullshitting. I mean, the idea that she can walk into someone's body like that is <laughs> fucking crazy, right? I mean, yeah, that's fair, too. And by the way, didn't she let it slip like this? She was like, oh, no, he's going to figure out I'm a dragon. Like, didn't he, she specifically kind of like let it slip out of her mouth towards you? Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, that was that was more of her. A dragon is smart as hell. You think a dragon's going to just. poorly on the die. I, I look, uh, okay, well, fair. But in <laughs> metagaming aside, just for a second, just for a second, metagaming aside, it, it just doesn't make any sense to me that this hundreds and hundreds of year old being who's used to just hiding in mountains would just slip the tongue. Oh no, I'm a dragon. Ah, All right. mountains. All right, we're not going to get anything just sitting here speculating. No, I think exactly, we need to move. Yeah. So tell so, me, okay, what's, what's your plan? Um, all right, <laughs> I um, I, I'm I'm gonna ask for some kind of help um, with me to come to the beach because you know I feel like with with my with my our our knowledge and you know so, some help around the idea we we might be able to figure something else out with it. That honestly might be more your speed, Quincy. Um, my I I would agree. Is more um more uh, spiritual nature, we'll say. I understand that. Um, 
or wait, counterpoint, what if it is the spiritual side that we need to investigate about this bolt? Mm. But then we also need to maybe convince the Chris's to uh, either start fortifying or at least show us where they were going to go so we can get an idea of what this uh, Yggdrasil parallel is. Alright, if we're going to go to the Lightning Bolt, we need a plan on how to interact with it at all. Um, right, because I don't think holding crabs and rocks up to it is uh, <laughs> really going to well, cut the mustard. It was a good beginning. That, yeah, you know, it's, it's a good it's start. All about testing it, yes. Maybe, like, placing a weapon towards it, like uh, your pistol hoon, or like a blade of some cords. I mean, it's, it's going to channel like, the lightning. Put my hand on Nayara's sword hilt and just... Oh, just gonna get well, right. I mean, nice yeah, that's fine. I mean, the, the other thing is that you know, um, I, I did a fireball at the damn thing, and, and it didn't, like, explode, so... <sighs> so, it's kind of, like, fully in stasis. It's just not yeah. damage at all. I think... So, it might just be isolated, and DM, it might just be, like, a red mm -hmm. herring. The giant lightning storm that Oblis, like, sent down, right? Yes. The first bolt was in the city, or was that the first? Off? The first bolt hit the forest and set the entire forest on fire in one blast. I think that's the move, then. I think that might be the move. I think going to wherever that lightning struck is probably where this thing might have interacted with something. I mean, that's where the, the forest is where the Yggdrasil pollen is. It's uh, where the lightning started. It's very possible, especially if the forest is to the east, that this is somehow something to do with it. Right, um, and then don't forget that there's also the fact that for whatever reason, Avra is like really invested in protecting this kid, and that's like a big thing because Avra is this weird unknown, right? So, like, what if, like, there's like a pull in two separate directions, and we're just we're we're trying to like do two things at the same time, and then it becomes more difficult that way. I'd right. Well, because I mean, okay, that actually hold on, who that was borderline brilliant. You're welcome. Um... Sometimes I'm here. <laughs> Every now and then, like, I'm present. So. All right. Sometimes Avra says, you know, she says that she resets the loop. But I mean, if last time it was Oblis's lightning bolt, I mean, as you say, Quincy, uh, it was uh, Oblis's lightning bolt what struck the tree. And if that tree is an extension of Yggdrasil and it's got the connection to the the timeline as it is, then perhaps it's both. It's triggered by both of them. Well, here's the thing, right? Think of it this way. It didn't hit the tree. The forest was set on fire. The fire spreads and gets to the tree. So we can't. We don't need to go exactly where the lightning hit, but somewhere well, adjacent no, to that no, no, area. No, no. What, what, uh, what I'm saying, yes, is like it's possibly reacting because it's if it's sorceress magic, it's fueled by emotional energies. So if it's an emotional outburst that comes from loss and rage, that if it comes from a mother wanting to protect her child, or perhaps a child wanting to protect someone else that they really care about, that it sets things in as a redo, so to speak, that well, if it's being activated by one or the other, if not both during any given arc. Oh my god, wait, what if it's... I, I, I really... Alright, theory, because the child, uh, Ob Oblis, gets so emotionally unstable... They cause the lightning storm that strikes the forest, and because there's the Idrisil something or other in the forest, it sets the loop off. 
That's exactly right. what Alastair was saying. We were just that's going off. Fully, of, ex- yeah, that's like, all right. I'm not here. What I was saying. So, yeah, sometimes so it is. Sometimes <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not here. Yeah. Right. No, that was fully Alistair. No, it's all right. I mean, thanks yeah. for your input. It's good to get that. I I, no, I, I'm glad that you put it a lot more succinctly than I did. All right. Oh, oh god. Full full credit. Full credit to you, Alistair. Uh, honestly, no, give me a plan. Yes. All right. Give me a plan. Where are you guys going with your morning? All right, body voice. I would like to ask you both if you would allow me to visit Avra this morning. Uh, yeah. I think I would be best off interrogating, more so discussing things and kind of seeing through whatever lies she has available. Because um, obviously we weren't told the full picture, and we need to get that sorted out before we can continue with everything else. I um, agree. If you two want to go talk to the Chris's first, perhaps, yeah, and then go. Gonna, we can yeah, meet up and go to the Lightning Bolt all right. together, like all three of us. Yeah. Will no, we have enough fair. time, though? Yes, right. I mean... Because, I mean, by... by the time that you get back, I mean, right. it'll be around noon time that they show up at the food anyway. Exactly. Um, so I'll know, at least get I'll our faces back. recognized by Grace. Yep. Uh, that way, you know, we're not a complete mystery come Armageddon. And, by the way, if we ever want to sort out whether or not Arbless is the cause of the loop, um, I could always just kill Grace, and we can see what happens. I do dislike her. I... Mm, no, not not a fan of that oh. one. Honestly. I'm not either. I'm not Very either. Much but, not uh, a fan of that plan. You know, if uh, you gotta crack a few eggs to make an omelet, I understand. Uh, she'll get better. Um, but I get it. Well, wait. She also. We might be able to use her. I mean, I unfortunately don't have any means of silencing. But in terms of actually setting up a defense position, setting up something that'll neutralize the sounds coming from those scalds might be very important. So someone who's capable of casting silence, so similar. Uh, I'm mm. not personally. Maybe that's a hoon thing. I'm not sure. Anyways, uh, let's start no. moving because morning's escaping us. We yes, can no, the sun's fully risen by this point. So, so who's yes. going where? I'm so going to Avra. We are getting to the Chris's, I believe, right? And then to the beach. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think we'll meet up at the beach afterwards. Oh, we yeah. meet up at the beach. Okay, so we're not meeting up guys, at the... So let's see. Q is spending their morning going to Avra in the Barrows. Uh, Hoon and Alistair are spending their morning in the city. Yes. Okay. But specifically uh, to, I mean, Chris is definitely, but you because know. you have, I'll give you this in the moment. Like as you walk into town, uh, you have not taken the time to do like a truly thorough exploration of the town. As you walk through, trying to find the the crisscross tannery, uh, there are five buildings of note that you see in the town. There is the temple, which you already know. There is the smithy, uh, which you also already know. Uh, there is the, uh, right now, the sign that is out front is the wi- uh, the withheld wood uh, is hanging out front. Oh, we uh, gotta go there. There is a restaurant called The Siren's Call, uh, which you can see is boarded up this early in the morning, uh, but seems to be surprisingly big and grandiose uh, for a restaurant in a small town like this. Uh, and the crisscross tannery you can see is actually closed right now, uh, with a sign hanging on the shuttered door in the front that says, uh, out hunting, be back in a few days. Uh-huh. Right, so they haven't gone out far yet, so we can catch them in the afternoon, or before they get too far. So I, I will give you that. I will, I will say it doesn't take your entire morning to find that. If you want to still head to the beach, you can, or you can head wherever else you wish. Um... I don't know, Alistair. What, what what do you think? Should we, should we like go stir some trouble in the 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 the, the withheld, the whispering, whatever it is? I mean, 
Maybe. Uh, so hold on. We got the withheld wood. And then I'm sorry. What was the name of the restaurant? The Siren's Call? The Siren's Call, which you can see was built pretty grandiose. Uh, right. That's probably got some pull from neighboring towns. We could probably find some outside information from there. That's a hmm. good point. Yeah. We can go schmooze it up with some of these hoity-toity types. And uh, maybe we can get some information about what's going on coming in from the east. Hmm. So what do you guys want to do with your morning? Remain in the town? Head to the beach? Where are you going? I feel like staying in the town would probably be for the best, Alistair. What do you think? I think town. I think okay, where do you want to go? People. Um, uh, I think either hmm, Withheld Wood or The Siren's Call. Is the Siren's I will say Call The Siren's Call is, is closed this early yeah. morning. Okay. Oh, we're going to the wood. <laughs> to the wood. <laughs> okay. You Quincy make... Is going to be so upset you went without him <laughs> it's not like we had a ton of other options <laughs> you guys make your way to the withheld wood and you can smell that this early in the morning this place smells like eggs and syrup and fried meat it smells like a breakfast buffet uh you walk into this place and you see classic dungeons and dragons tavern like, this place is, like, rafters clearly visible on the ceiling with an occasional rat scurrying to and fro. Uh, there are stairs in the back that lead to a second floor where there are rooms out for rent. In one corner, there is a fireplace, which this early in the morning is not lit. The windows are swung open, letting in the beautiful breeze and the scent of flowers. And you can see along the bar are set multiple little wooden, like, container trays of different kinds of food that are like lidded and kept. And you can see that there are some people who are coming in and like buying uh, access to this buffet. And there are other people who are coming downstairs from the rented rooms and seem to just get access with their room. And um, what kind of creatures slash folk exist in this vicinity? Uh, you can like see at this see. point there are, there are not many people. There's about there's a couple of diners. There's maybe like five six people uh, in here partaking of the food. Uh, behind the bar, uh, there is a stout uh, human woman, uh, hair like brown hair pulled back in a single like braided ponytail uh, that hangs down to about the mid of her back. She is a broad. Uh, uh, how do I put this? Uh, Broad and full-bodied, I think, is the best way I can describe this woman. Uh, very, nice. very, very matronly appearance. Uh, and you can see that there is also a younger woman, uh, same shock of brown hair, very similar facial features, uh, who is at this point just like cleaning tables, setting things out, preparing the, the restaurant while uh, the matronly woman watches over the food, takes payments, handles, so on and so forth. And you can also hear from a side room that there is cooking in what you presume to be the kitchen. Huh. Well, this this is right. this is a great little breakfast spot, isn't it, Alistair? Yeah, this is real quaint. I like it. Yeah. Hey, what, what kind of spirits are hanging out around here? I'm I'm genuinely curious. Oh, so am I. To be completely honest, uh, <laughs> uh, I you mean, can. I start pointing at like the empty air, just like there's oh. one there, there's one there, there's one there. <laughs> You can see definitely this early in the morning, there are a lot of older spirits, or, or not a lot, but there are a few older spirits who have wandered into town and are enjoying just like an early morning brunch. You can see like there are like old, uh, there's one table that's just full of what you presume to be like old girlfriends. Uh, there's like eight of them at a table sharing like ghostly mimosas and chatting it up. Uh, pun me, Hoon. I'm going to go over oh, to that sure. table. <laughs> okay. Yeah, who just sees Alistair go over to this empty spot and he's just genuinely this empty perplexed. table. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, bow ever deeply. Just why my greatest of salutations to these my golden girls. <laughs> oh shit. 
You see, they kind of don't respond to you at first, and then they, they turn to look at you and realize you're actually staring at them, and they just go, Oh, shit! <laughs> oh, uh, hi! Uh, Alistair. Morning. Alistair's, Alistair Graves. It's Good morning, Allie. What can we do for you? I'm doing quite well. Uh, just, just wondering how your day is going, to be perfectly honest. Oh, it's going great. This place is such a beautiful breakfast spot. You know, every week we come here, we do this uh, We do this brunch together. You know, most of the time it's spent in the barrows. Beautiful place to lay your head and rest. But, you know, once in a while you want to get back together with the girls, chat it up, right? Right, of course. And, I mean, let's talk about mimosas. Are they bottomless? Or are we talking, like, one per deal? <laughs> I mean, considering we can't drink anything yet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you got me there. <laughs> I'll give you that one. <laughs> so, um, right. So, I'm just out of curiosity. I mean, mm. you, you, you've been around town for some time, I'm imagining. I mean, born mm. and raised, I'm guessing. Now, normally I would take that as rude, but you're actually quite correct. Yes. So, no, I mean, you just, it just seems so comfortably and at home here. So, I just. Flattery will get you everywhere, young man. What oh, can we do for you? I know it and I wink. Uh, <laughs> Oh, she take uh, the ghost who's like talking seems to be kind of like the ringleader friend of the group. It just like <laughs> takes a sip of her mimosa and just goes, "You're sly." Yeah. Do Do you mind? And uh, you know, I, if I pull up a chair and just join you, well, go right ahead. Yeah. The more the merrier. Pull a chair up and just sit down at this empty, presumably empty table. Yeah, you definitely get some weird looks from the other patrons, but nobody questions it. It's just including like, Hoon. Yeah. <laughs> Like, people can hear you talking, but they mostly just assume you're talking to yourself. So, yeah, no, it's just, it's been so long since, you know, it's, you know, I'm quite versed in speaking to other spiritual presences, but just all of them are just so dreadfully boring. It's always, oh, yes, my, avenge me this, and, like, family legacy that, and, oh, oh God. avenge my death, and blah, 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 of hell, my love, except, it's so Vengeful boring. spirits are the worst. Literally Oh, the my worst. God. They're I like put a hand over the scabbard. They're the they're the ghostly version of spirits who like uh, they're the ghostly version of people in life who will never stop talking about their jobs. It's like I get it, all right? I get it. Exactly. You work you work as a manager at a Target, Stacy. It's not that impressive. I've heard of this Target. Yeah, I've heard of that. Um so um I mean, you but since you seem so comfortable here, you do you keep tabs regularly on like some of the folks here? I mean, I feel like some half the fun of not being able to be seen by the common person is being able to spy and eavesdrop and get some of that hot gossip. Oh, a hundred percent. That's most of what we do here. Oh, please. Um, let me go get my own mimosa. Mm -hmm. And uh, you I'll... can see at this point, like as you go to like stand up, you can see the the like smaller girl who was like setting things up is a table away, kind of like dry washing her hands. Clearly, like, torn between the knowledge that she should approach you as a patron of this restaurant who just <laughs> sat down at a table, but also does not want to approach the guy who sat at an empty table and started talking to himself. So she's kind of torn between duty and apprehension <laughs> at this moment. Oh, I have been exactly in that predicament, so... <laughs> and so she just kind of, like, sees you walk up and she just goes, great, great, and just walks away, <laughs> seeing you start to handle things on your own. Um, actually, hold on. Hoon. Uh, I, I uh, step back over to Hoon. Ooh, before before we like go into that, before this whole conversation started, um, what who else did I see just schmoozing the <laughs> the the scene? Uh, game master. Uh, you can see that there are what seem like normal townsfolk. Most of these people are wearing like standard farmer wear, like different kinds of overalls. You can see there's one dude who's got like a, the big rice farmer hat. Ooh, I uh, like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
you know, there are a variety of races. There's like three human people. There's two elves. There's one halfling. Uh, just hanging out, eating breakfast. You know, they they seem to come not from all walks of life. There's one dude here who seems to be a traveler. Uh, and seven most of the dwarves. rest are just yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's seven dwarves at one table. No. Um, <laughs> Yeah, completely burying the lead on that one. No, it just looks like standard patrons, uh, either of the town or of merchant caravans passing through. And who looks to be the most socially awkward? <laughs> the waitress? The holds up a mirror. Oh. <laughs> 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 you, if you're looking for who's the most socially awkward, it, it, the person who stands out to you in this moment is definitely the waitress. Like, standing, kind of watching Alistair, not knowing what to do. Oh my god, yeah, so... Uh, nothing good can come with this, but who oh, approaches, you know, this um, young individual or, or elderly? I don't know. How old does she seem? Like mid-teens. Okay. All right. So we're going to keep this PG. Got it. Please um, do. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, no. We're going to respect that 100%. Um, Hoon approaches and goes, uh, uh, hello? Uh, oh, good morning. Uh, hi. What can I do for you? What do you wow, mean? you're chipper. Um. Honestly, I'm just I'm just looking I'm to get job. some grub. Oh, okay. Uh, absolutely. Go ahead. Talk to my mom behind the counter. She'll get you set up. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Um, uh, hello. Need a table to. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you you turn and walk away, and you approach the uh, the woman behind the counter, and she goes, "Morning to you. Uh, how how you out. doing? I'm doing well. You looking to get in on this buffet? I mean, uh, yeah. What, what's what's there? It eggs. We got toast. We got some. We got a couple of pancakes. My husband. Great chef makes them in the back, so this stuff keeps coming. It's all you can eat. Uh, two gold for the meal, you know. Again, all you can eat. Uh, you grab a plate, you put on what you want, you go to your table, you dig in. Right, yeah, here's two gold. Great, thank you very much. And she takes the gold, uh, kind of opens up a drawer, puts it in, uh, hands you a, a plate. I go wild now. Question for the, 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 the game master Um, uh-huh. is there a visual to the kitchen that shows? the build of the husband i'm genuinely curious uh no uh there's you can not see the, okay. the wall behind the bar is full of shelves like stacked high with bottles to the point where you can't really see them uh and the door that leads into the kitchen is not like a modern door there's not a circular window set into it, it it's a heavy wooden door okay i was okay yeah no hoon goes over to the buffet gets a standard assortment of beautiful breakfast and um mm. yeah it's at this point that hoon joins alistair okay right oh wait don't don't sit there what? Um, well, uh, um, oh, God, know, it's Blanche your, your friend. No, no he can do it. He can do it. She likes it. I've had it. Oh, God. <laughs> um, I don't know what you're referring to, but okay. This here, this chair here. Oh, this one right here. Okay, yeah. Hoon sits down. You see, uh, Hoon sits directly into a ghost, and the ghost remains seated, kind of spectrally occupying the same place as Hoon. And she just seems to be moving around normally, but you can see like a light blush suffuse her cheeks. Right. Okay. Hoon. Um. This is gonna be awkward, but can I borrow some money so I can get some food? Um. <laughs> you. You need to. Um. All right. Uh, yeah. He, all he, I have he, are these Pierce box, and they don't seem to <laughs> anywhere else. Oh no. All right. Um. Sure. Here, here you go. You ta- uh. Passes two. Two gold. Oh. Perfect. Um. Change. Or uh. You, no. Oh, I'll just is, give it to. It just. I'll give it. This to is exact. It. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um. Go and just uh. But yes. Um. Hi there. Um, Helen, is it? Uh, yes, Helen Aprovi. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Um, no, I've just heard so many things. It's we're from out of town, and we've uh, been mm. told that uh, we need to come visit this place. It's uh, an absolute delight to be here. Oh, just, everything smells 
fantastic. Good to hear that word is spreading. You know, we make a good effort. This place is it's a family owned business, so it's it's got a vibe that a lot of people around here like. You know, it's it's weird though. I always thought it was called um I, I almost missed it though. The sign on the door said uh something different from what I heard there. So I almost missed it. What did it, it say? I, oh, the, the sign out front, doesn't it say What did it say? Held, it says the withheld word, don't it? Jeremy <laughs> <laughs> And you see she turns and swings open the door to the kitchen. Uh and you just hear like a, you hear kind of muffled like a what? And then you hear like impact. And he just goes, oh, ah, what the hell? <laughs> and you can hear like muffled fighting. And she goes, I told you not to put that stupid sign back up. And he goes, I owned this place before I married you. And she goes, it's stupid. Why do you put it up? And you just hear like fighting starting from the kitchen. <laughs> and I'm just going to load a plate up, just listening to the chaos. And, okay. uh, Take my seat back at the table. So, all right. Hoon gets up as soon as he hears like some chaos because of all the juiciness that's been built up. And then he goes over to the visual of this Mm -hmm. fight scene and casually just does the the firebolt cantrip onto like a bit of food that's cooking. Okay. So, give me me the point. When you say the visual, you walk up to the staff door into the kitchen and swing it open to see what's going on inside. No, 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 like oh, because it's it slammed behind it's, them. Yes. Oh, yeah. damn. <laughs> oh, mischief. You just gonna manage. set a fire? <laughs> yeah. Why not? You can. I, I will also tell you oh, by the way. The, the moment, the moment that Helena goes, Jeremy, and walks into the kitchen, you see Delia just like uh, the the girl, uh, the waitress sighs and just goes, oh god, and just walks behind the counter and takes her mom's position. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Okay. Um. Sorry. Um. I'm sorry. I didn't catch your name. Um. Me. Um. Yes. My name is Delia. Morning. Delia. Pleasure to meet you. Uh. Yeah. Alistair. Uh. Just. Um. I. I just. I hate to ask, but um. What's the mimosa situation here? The, oh, it's um... complimentary with the food. Oh, please keep it coming then. Absolutely. Uh, she kind of reaches down, pours you a mimosa, slides the glass over. Yeah. That was pretty good. It. Yeah. Rejoin. Sit back down. Just. Right. Anyway, Hoon. Uh. These are my <laughs> new friends. I motion to the empty seats. Hey! Um, All the girls like wave at who and assuming he can see them. Um, <laughs> um, Alistair, um, who, who's here? Well, I mean, actually, I should let them introduce themselves. To be perfectly honest. Uh, uh, okay, assuming I can hear them. I mean, don't worry. I'll, I'll, I'll enumerate for you. Don't. Oh, worry. Okay, okay. I'll have uh, a translator. So okay. You see the the head friend goes. Okay, introduction time. So that's Stacy. That's Tracy. That's Casey. Daisy. Darcy. Nancy. Lacey. There's so many of you. And my name's Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you said oh, there's a lot more of you here than I thought there were. Uh, Wait, yeah, I, I told you there's eight. Sam. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. So last one. The the. I'm not going to remember uh, those names. The HBIC. She's uh, her name is Sam. That's um. Hmm. Wait. HBIC. Head bitch in charge. Oh, okay. That's the one. You got it. You got it. One home. See, he's a clever one. Uh. So right, ladies. Uh. As I was saying before. Now I take a sip of the mimosa. Mm-hmm. Uh. As I was saying before. Uh. I, I imagine like half of the fun of being incorporeals, staring and uh kind of catching some of the the juicy gossip or no one else can pay attention to. Oh, a hundred percent. I am here for it. So please, by all means, whatever, just just lay it out there. You know, you know, Christmas. And yeah, and and I'm like kind of whispering like back towards and like I'm giant package. (laughs) Oh, my. (laughs) Wow. Sorry. I've ever seen. What are we talking about? I I stop a second and just like, (laughs) 
I don't think you that one you don't need. What um, what do you mean? I just <laughs> All right. Um I, I should I even be here? I I don't know. I feel I no, feel No, no, please. They, they off. your company. It's, oh, all right. Especially insane. Especially the, Stacy, you're sitting on it. The What? <laughs> the amount of stuff those Chris's get up to, it's crazy. You know, a lot of the time their shop says boarded up to go out hunting. <laughs> you know, it's true now. They went out a few days ago, but uh, sometimes they board their shop up just to spend a couple of days going at it. Uh, wow, honestly, kind of goes. Um, wild, wild couple. That's wow. Oh, do you know, uh, you know, Roland's girl, Taka? Uh, yeah, I've heard of her. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's been going out with the uh, with the rancher's son. Right, there's rancher a ran son, you say. Yeah, there's a rancher just outside of town. He sells horses to people coming through. You know, sometimes their horses are a bit old. They'll sell it to him as like breeding stallions, what have you. And he'll sell them some of his horses. Uh, you know, uh, the boy Garrick Aftar. A great kid. He's, you know, super responsible. Very nice. He knows how to cook. Great catch. Honestly, great catch for Taker. They're a beautiful couple. I mean, honestly, good for her. Oh, yeah, it's great. Her father's so approving of it, which is all, always so nice oh, to see. You love to see that, honestly. Yeah, right? There's so many dads who are like, you stay away from my daughter. It's, it's always disgusting when you do that, because it's like, you know, your daughter's right. going to do it anyway. Right, no, exactly. And just to have it, I mean, maybe, I mean, could it be a bit of reverse psychology? I, I honestly, I don't think so. He seems to really like Garrick. That's um, good. No, that's all you, all you do love to see that. They um, actually, I don't know if you'll like this is crazy. Last night there was a meteor storm. Most people didn't yeah, know about really, it. Garrick actually play. knew. The two of them went out together. They went to the barrows at night to watch the meteors together. It was so fucking cute. They went out together. Only Garrick was the one, only one privy to the uh, Garrick knew, right? He just, the kid owns a telescope, so he just knew it was going to happen. Wait, no, that wait, what's happening? What, what are you talking about, Alistair? What? Uh, that I, I've like been kind of like whisper translating the whole time, so it's just kind of like. Yeah, no, Garrick, Garrick, the uh, the rancher's son. He's got a telescope, so he knew about the the uh, the media shower. I'm sorry, ladies, you'll have to excuse him. He's not. Oh, special. does he not hear us? No, unfortunately. That's why I've been oh. trying to relay as much as I can. Got it. No problem. You're all Yeah. Good. So anyway, Hoon. Yeah. No, the Chris's get ripped to some real wild shit. Oh, oh it's oh, crazy. And uh, apparently, um, Christmas is hung like a horse. Um. So, um oh, I'm more. To spare you that detail. More. Wait. More. more. Uh, bigger than a horse. Apparently. Wait. What? He's got to have some Goliath blood in him, I swear. Wait. My. Really? Um, okay. Yeah, he's he's uh... a smaller one, isn't he? Oh, he's a smaller one, yeah. That's... Oh. Huh. <laughs> oh, um, alright. Um, what? Okay. Just, yeah. Just accept it. Just accept this soon. It's fine. Uh... I mean, I, I don't know how I feel hey, about this situation. You know what I mean? You asked just... for gossip. <laughs> no, it's good. You asked I'm... for gossip. Hey, I'm gonna provide. I'm here for it. I mean, this is this is... Coon, correct me if I'm wrong. This is absolutely new to you, isn't it? What? Um, I mean, I, I've I've hanging heard about rumors. Yeah, you know, um, hanging out with the girls and sharing the hot goss. Um, you want to uh, know the hottest piece of gossip? Yes, the please. Actually, one? Elena and Jeremy. Mm -hmm. A lot of the sign fight is an act. A lot of it, not all of it, but you know, oh, when she walks in there and you hear the smack, she's smacking her own hands. Oh. They love each other. They adore it's, each it's other. It's a publicity thing, isn't it? It's it's in large part a publicity a publicity thing. He also just does it. She want, She genuinely wants the name of the restaurant changed, and he keeps changing it back every morning, but she's not going to hurt him over it. That's okay. the publicity part. You know, the drama, it's part of the act, you know, bread and circuses. Right. No, that makes... Oh, wow. Wait, That's what's... A the, brilliant marketing strategy. 
This um, one I'll tell you when we're not in the tabs. Uh, what? What? What do you mean? What? Uh-huh. Don't worry. Just, just, just roll with it, Heron. Oh, okay. You see, by the way, at this time, Helena walks out of the kitchen, and her like braided ponytail is like uh, kind of undone, and there's like loose errant hairs, and her clothes are like a little ruffled. Uh, like she tries to look like she got into a scuffle. You can go ahead and roll an insight check for me. Uh, uh, both of you can do it if you want. Yeah, yeah we're gonna die for not we're much. We're gonna do that. Um, okay. Or an eight. Mm. Well, that's good. That's good. <laughs> I rolled a nat one for a six. <laughs> So both of you think like she, it, you know, she does it. She did a good job of making it look like she was in a fight. If she wasn't actually in a fight, she did a good job of making it look like she right. was. Hmm. And she kind of walks out and she pats her daughter on the shoulder. And Delia goes back to to setting things up and kind of being a serving girl, grabbing mimosas for the different patrons. So uh, it's it's a beautiful thing. I I don't know how they came up with it. They do genuinely fight over the name of the place, but you know, it's not that big of a deal. No, that's that's really small. Now, okay, I do have a question. So uh-huh. I heard some folks mention something about some kind of sea beast. Oh, I don't know shit about that, but I can tell you who would know. Oh, please. So there's some fucking sailor who came into town a couple weeks ago, said his boat got destroyed offshore. He's the only one who made it back. His layabout's been renting a room in, like, not even a, a room. He's been renting a storage shed like uh, in town he comes out starts drinking around noon every day starts drinking around noon uh he's always drunk by the afternoon he hangs out on the bridge he's always telling his wild tales to anyone who comes close oh the sea beast this the sea beast that it's fucking annoying irresponsible honestly get a job fucking bums really uh fucking job (laughs) right uh so no that's that's juice. All right. So while this is happening, uh, Hoon's also going to look around again at the other patrons that are happening at the tavern. Okay. There's just, they are, they <laughs> had questions about Alistair when Alistair sat down at a table by themselves and started eating and just truly have gotten to the point of like New Yorker apathy <laughs> and are just like, this guy's crazy. Just fucking leave him. Like everybody's just leaving Alistair alone at this point. And then, um, Who's gonna say, uh, Alistair? I, I'm, I'm actually, I'm not. I don't know. I, I respect, you know, your, your, you think the thing you got going on here, but I, I, I feel like I'm, I'm better elsewhere. Um, right. Yeah. By all means, I mean, ladies, say bye to Hoon. He's gonna take his leave now. Bye, oh. Hoon. Uh, uh, Stacy, who you? Hoon is sitting in, goes bye. <laughs> kind of like lightly caresses the, the, like the side of Hoon's neck. Oh. Yeah, Hoon Ugh. shivers. <laughs> who actually like shivers? You do feel a ghostly touch across your neck. Like a chill. That that was Stacy. She says bye with a wink. Um. Yeah. I. I. Um. I. I noticed. I. I'm gonna. I'm gonna vacate the premises. Uh. Uh. All right. So who? Who gets up <laughs> and <laughs> then goes over and engages the straw hat individual? Okay. <laughs> uh, hey. He, just, uh, he looks up at you and grunts. He's just. Uh. <laughs> so. Uh. So. Uh. You. You, you do farming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what yeah. uh what kind of farming you farm? What kind of farming do I farm? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just I'm asking the question. I I I'm trying to be trying to be, you know, cool. <laughs> I do subsistence farming. I farm what? edible crops, corn, wheat, <laughs> potatoes. Okay, so like like basic necessity kind of kind of food? Stuff you eat, yeah. Oh. I mean, I, I, um, sure, sure. Uh, so what, what do you, what do you do for fun? 
What do you want? I, I'm just, I'm just, you know, making conversation. I'm just, I, I, uh, sorry. I'm just gonna, uh, kid. Okay. I'm trying to eat breakfast. All right. I uh, appreciate okay. you taking an interest, not the mood. Uh, all right. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> oh god, that's the name of the episode. What, what farm oh. do you farm? <laughs> What kind of farming do you farm? Oh my god! How to character? How to how to play out a character? How to play out an NPC you didn't expect the players to approach one on one? Oh my god! Okay, Alistair, do you have anything else you're asking of Sam and the girls? I mean, nothing specific. I think it's okay. He's just like shooting the shit with them. And just, Hell yeah. Like, really you guys, girl talk. You guys spend your morning hanging out at the withheld wood, uh, which you can see, by the way, uh, Helena at one point goes out and takes in the sign and Delia walks out with another sign and hangs it up and becomes the whispering wood. Uh, and uh, you that's how you spend your morning. Uh, Q, you head out into the barrows, uh, being knowing the path directly to Avra. I will ask you, uh, do you want to delay a little bit to interact with the spirits here, or do you want to just move past them? I have no interest in spirits, as Alistair's okay. thing. I'm moving straight to Avra, except before I get within eyesight of her house, mm-hmm. I take out Ratson. Okay. I lean down, place him on the ground, and I go, all right, Ratson, here's what you're going to do. You're going to go back to town, take this, and I hand him a little uh, piece of paper, and on that paper, um, I cast Magic Mouth, Mm. Uh, and I say, hand this over to Alistair and uh, whom, if uh, I don't get back, it should speak to them. Um, this might not go well. So if I don't see you today, I'll see you in the morning, okay? And I'll just kind of like scratch his chin and he Rats and off. runs away. Uh, and you make your way over to Avra's house. Uh, and you can see she is out. She is, like, not in the gardening attire that she was in when Alistair came over. She is out in front, like, wearing just her loincloth, uh, just, like, just like her dinky cobalt loincloth, pacing back in front of her house, uh, just, like, walking in a line. And the moment you approach, you see she starts speed walking towards you. She's not, like, running aggressively, but she is clearly approaching you, intent to talk. Yeah, I match the speed of urgency that she comes to me. Um... Uh, the moment she gets close to you, you, her eyes meet yours and she goes, what did you do? What did you do? He was safe. What did you do? I saved him, actually. I didn't cause any loop. In fact, I assume you didn't that time either. No, what? Do, how? How? What? Did ha- what happened? Let's go inside. Okay. Okay. Let me put... Can, all right. Uh, she opens the door and lets you in. Uh, she goes to pour you tea and uh, there has no. not put... It's It's... Please, no tea. I'm a coffee guy. Um... Don't worry about it. Okay, sure. Uh, she uh, pours herself, and you see it just comes out. It's boiling water. She forgot to put tea leaves in. She just drinks it. Fair. All right, Avra. I'm going to talk to you straight here, because uh-huh. it seems you're more confused than I thought you'd be. Can I roll an insight check very quickly? Absolutely. You should, uh, well, I go ahead. No, she's not Nat trying to deceive you. 20 for a 26. Okay, she's not trying to deceive you at this point, so she's not even going to roll deception. Uh, a nat 20? She is mortified. Uh, mm. she thought everything was solved, and she finally, after so long of seeing her son die again and again and again, thought she had what she wanted. Mm-hmm. 
and it was ripped away in the moment of her actually achieving it. She's terrified that she's going to be doomed to live this fate forever. So, Avra, I came to you with honestly the idea that you were lying to me, but it seems more or less that you are actually at more of a loss of this than I am. I I don't know. I was the one causing the loop. Are you sure? I, I, I was. I, I, I don't know. I was trying to. I, I, I'm the only... I don't are know. You, I, are you sure you're the only one? Because it seems there's someone else that awakened their power last night who is similar to your power, who possibly could also do the same thing if they felt like someone they loved was hurt, correct? I mean, yeah, he's got similar magic to me, considering it's the same bloodline, but it's not nearly as developed. Even... Like, you know, humans have more potent emotions and mood swings and thus can tap into that magic a little bit quicker than, you know, we normally could. But even so, uh, what I'm, you know, he, he's not going to be as powerful as a, as a great worm. And I can't think of anything else in this, that would be. Have you heard of anything called the sea beast? Uh, sea beast. Um, yeah, there's something off the shore. There's like some kind of uh, mind. I can feel it. Uh, mm. it. It's weird. It's different from everything else. Because uh, like, you know, a, a human mind or a kobold mind, kind of bare and open, uh, easy to interpret. But this this thing is not something I've ever seen before. So I don't really know how to read its mind. I know it's present. I know there's something there, but I can't get a grasp on it. Understood. Uh, All right. Well, this makes things a lot more complicated than I thought they'd be, Afra. I'll be straight with you. Um, here is my hypothesis. And you are free to share what you'd like. Um, I believe there is something in the woods that is a significant source of that loop magic that you've been tying yourself into. Um, you say that you've tapped into it, so I ask you if you felt a specific source of it. Otherwise, I'm going to go off of that interpretation. If it's in the woods, that would make sense why I didn't feel it. You can't feel in the woods? There's another... There's something that protects those woods. Kind of, um... Like dryad? Like nature a, a druid. A druid. Right. Okay. It pr protects those woods. Kind of, um, you know, hides it from, from magic and presence. It, it's, it's difficult to fathom anything that goes on in there unless you go in there yourself. So if those woods were to be destroyed by some means, would it be of maybe, uh right mind to assume that this druid may tap into this magic themselves to reverse things that's very possible yeah yeah all right oh god that uh, that helps avra listen uh. we are much closer to solving this problem than we were yesterday and your son is much closer to being saved please do not be stressed or angered you've been going through this much longer than we have so she slams back the cup of boiling water, grabs the teapot, and just starts to drink directly from it. Uh, just, like, chugging boiling water. Uh, and then kind of, like, takes it and water falls it over her face and just goes, puts it back down. <sighs> yeah, okay, yeah, okay. All right, yeah. So, um, <sighs> here is my... This is my offer. Yeah. We go today to talk to this druid. You... Being in the woods, would you be able to uh, have a better sense of where this druid might be? Or is it something that we would just have to find ourselves? I'm pretty sure if you go into the woods, they'll approach you. Into the deep, in the woods? Into oh, the deeper, deeper woods. I see. They, uh, people normally go into the woods. The, the Chris's especially. Of course. Um, would you but, think that they have met her? Honestly, maybe. Um, it's very possible. That makes uh, a lot of sense. 
Nor- normally people don't venture too far into the woods. You'd have to go you'd have to go a bit deeper in or clearly be seeking something out. Right. All right. Well, I have to owe you an apology, Avra. I uh, assumed the worst about you heading over here, and it seems you are indeed a grieving and concerned mother. Um, and uh, you have my apologies for doubting that. So I owe you the same apology because I really thought that you were the reason as well. Avra, I, I need you to understand something. Mm-hmm. My companions are unlike you and I, and in several more loops, they will cease to exist as I know them. Oh. They are here, as well as I, to solve this problem, and they are risking their lives much more than I am risking mine. I take that very seriously, and I'm not going to throw that away. Now, I need you to understand that if we end up in a situation where they go away and it's just me here to solve the problem, we are looking at a much more terrible situation because there's not going to be more people coming from me, from just us. It's, it's us, and that's it. Okay. okay. In fact, if we can't fix this solution, not only is your son doomed to die, not even in a loop, but to die, but so are you, and so is everything in this world. Does that make sense? Yeah. So we yeah. only have a certain amount of tries left. How many? Uh, it was six, right? Like Eight. It was eight. So we probably have, after this next loop, this is the third one that we've been in, we have five more. Uh, yeah. Okay. We have eight in total, so uh, this is the third, five more, that'll be it. So I that's the good news, actually. Um, we're not even halfway through what we assume is our maximum limit, which means we have plenty of opportunities to try our best to fix this problem. Mm-hmm. Um, but that should help you kind of scale things back down, because I know you've been in this situation for quite a long time, and it's time to focus back into it and recognize that there is a way out. And that's what we're here to do. So I need your cooperation to the fullest extent that you can possibly give it to me so that we can work together to, to save your world. At this point, I, I really can't think of anything else of relevance I could tell you. That's fine. I'm not asking for you any more information from you. I'm asking for just general help. If you are able to do things for us so that, let's say in the next loop, we need you to go somewhere when we can't go there. Would you be capable of pulling your weight and investigating certain things on our behalf? During the afternoon and the evening? Yes. During okay. the noon, I need to maintain the routine of showing up to the church. Certainly. I need I to. absolutely work with that, and I understand. I think that is for the best, for both for your own mental sake and also to keep the loop as consistent as possible so we get as much information as we can out of each passing day. So, with this said, uh, thank you for uh, offering the boiling water. Um, I think oh. we should... Yeah, you weren't really tasting that. It, huh. it was, I, I thought it was a dragon thing. I thought you were just like, ah, boiling water, it's like, whatever. Um, is that going to hurt? Is it going to hurt, like, the cobalt offer that you're... I mean, I guess not, because you're going to she, she was. A, she's a hardy woman. She'll okay. probably be fine. Yeah, honestly, I don't care too much. No offense. I don't know her. I know you who's in her. So it's like a weird thing. Yeah, but, I know. Yeah. Um, long story short, why don't we head back together? You can go oh. to the church, drop off the stew. We found a thunderbolt or lightning bolt on the beach that we are dying to investigate. Um, it is stuck in a stasis and we need to figure out why that is. My belief, now that you've shared this idea that there's a druid in the forest, is your son's rage causes the forest to become destroyed and 
in a moment of panic, the druid taps into that looping magic to reverse everything, and the lightning bolt gets caught up in that same sort of magic bubble. Uh, it gets sent away, something of that sort. So either finding the druid or talking, figuring out this lightning bolt is of utmost importance to us. Um, I will send my rat to come find you if we can't do so, um, and I'll give it a note as to what instructions I can leave for you for the following day, uh, just so that we don't waste any more time, me having to come back here. Um, okay. Is that something that we can work on? Yeah. Fantastic. Alright, um, what do you yeah. need for the stew? I tie an apron around. Oh, I've made this so many times, it's truly automatic at this point. Let's it's already ready up. to go. Let's no, spice things up. It's ready to go. Oh, come on, you don't have like a little bit of like cinnamon? Here's the thing, whatever. most of it was made last night, and it's just been simmering. Oh, oh I see, I see. Alright, well, you know, honestly, longer you simmer, the better it's gonna be. Hmm. Um, I can't help you carry it, but you are used to it, so um, I will give you fine. emotional support. Let's head back. Appreciate it. Uh, and you and Avra, who you have now learned truly has maybe less idea of what's going on than you do, mm -hmm. uh, head back to the town where you are able to meet up with Alistair and uh, Hoon. I almost said with Q. Uh, mm. I, I think during the walk, um, I'd like to, th this just for purely RP, try to connect with Avra on a, hey, you you are had a romantic relationship with a completely different species. I've been there. I'm dating a sentient <laughs> typewriter. Uh, and just kind of like have a conversation about no, that. No, we're going to play out that conversation. Oh, great. Okay. You kind of say that, and she goes, I, he was, he was so hot. He was so fucking hot. Girl, don't you tell me about it. I mean, god damn, that font is... What? Mm. <laughs> what? What? Font? Like oh. a fountain? Uh, no, uh, Olympia is a typewriter. I'm not into fountains. What's a typewriter? Oh, um, think of, um, instead of writing out letters and numbers, it's stamps in a machine, and you oh. hit the letters and numbers in order to write things with stamps. So it stamps together the, the letter for you. Huh. Um, but she's sentient, so she, you know, she's does, a machine does she, that's... Does she do writing of her own? She does. Uh, she she shares a lot of her poetry with me. It's quite amazing, actually. Yeah. I, I keep some on me. Would you like to? Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> I pass over some poetry that I have from uh, Olympia that she's written for me. Yeah, she's it's glad. She's deeply, glad. deeply sexual. It's so over the top. <laughs> oh, no. Like way, way too, too much. You can see Avra's like <laughs> face is just flushing as she reads this, but <laughs> she doesn't the have scales. Any... Yeah, uh, she she is blushing in a way that you can maybe only presume is magical, uh, because she is fully reptilian. Uh, and she, but she doesn't at any point make any move to hand the poetry back to you until she's done. And she goes, "Wow, that not what I was expecting, but not bad." No, she's great with her words. Um, you gotta be. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, I appreciate that you like that. Uh, you know, no one ever wants to read that kind of stuff. I mean, you know, if, if you mention that your partner is a writer, of course I'm going to ask what they write. Yeah, you know, um, typewriter, erotica, not the best sailing uh, thing on the tree, but you know how it is. Uh, the market will rise, right? The market, will, the market will appear. That's, people, that's the thought. That's the hope. Trust me, people love it, right? <laughs> Maybe As I can someone release it as a you, you, see the, you see the scarecrow I've got. People oh, like I've, I saw that scarecrow. I understand. Yeah. 
scares the crows <laughs> really attracts really attracts merchants they just like they pass by and they see it and they just kind of like stop and stare i have there are times where i have to like run out and ward them off just go like Shoo, get out of that fuck out of here interesting maybe you should have like a like a another scarecrow next to it that's dressed up as like a tax man so that then they get scared away from the tax man after they see the attractive one huh you see alvar kind of like ponders this and you guys <laughs> walk into town uh <laughs> when you uh, when you realize that Q Cube's like you know love interest is similar to that of like today's equivalent of Chat GPT, uh, oh my gonna, god! I'm oh literally just gonna no. put that out there. Yeah, that's, I'm just that's, that's her cousin. That like your cousins. I keep oh no, just like your tingle type. Oh <laughs> no, <laughs> living object. <laughs> oh no, my. we said we would come full circle, and I hate it. Oh my. Was that not the first thing you thought when you saw that result? No, I saw a I living was object. The description and I'm like, oh wow, yeah, that is kind of cam. I saw a living object and I was like, fucking that's Olympia. Just immediately. Yep. Avra walks back into the church. You guys meet in the center of town. She she waves at you. All right. Uh, so Avra's clear, not lying to us, everyone. Um, how was the Chris's? Um. Either, um, they're either out in the woods or having wild sex. Um, um you can, yeah. I don't know. I, uh, I, I think they're in the woods this time. See, I, mean, like, I, I, I have it on good authority. Are we, are we going to interrupt the giant packet? <laughs> what, what did I hear from you? <laughs> oh yeah. No. And, 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 and here's a juicy little secret. Uh, okay. Yeah. I'm like a fucking Goliath. Oh, of course. Of course. <laughs> you didn't see the outline in his pants? Honestly, it was the first thing my looking. eyes met. I was, I was behind you. Oh, fair. Yeah. No. You are kind of also like right at like crotch height. I am at that height. Yeah. So the honestly, it, it's not it my like, fault, but it's like, imagine if your head was right in front of like a giant bosom. It's like, <laughs> you're not going to want, like, it's not going to be the first thing you're like, oh, I got to see. It's more like, oh, this is in front of me. It's that. It's like that. You know. It's just there. Um, yeah. So I, like, I you're like, like a walking encyclopedia of like visuals like that. Like what? I I I guess I I don't know. It, I'm so okay. sorry. Besides the point, very consciously going to start like kind of standing in such a way that his package is not directly in front <laughs> of Nancy. Alistair, I appreciate it. Don't worry about it. Here's the thing, everyone. <laughs> All right. It's too late. Avra, it's much too late, my friend. It's been days. Um, here's the thing. Avra was just as confused as we are about this loop, but I think I came across some information that is crucial to this entire thing. Wait, so um, she wasn't lying? She was not lying. She oh. was. She fully thought she was the one doing it, but I now have a clearer picture of actually who is. I believe there was a druid in the forest, deep inside. Wait, what? In, yes, oh. a strong druid. A strong in, druid? Yes. A strong druid. Say it a couple more times. A strong druid. A strong druid that has strength. Um, wow. You're, so you're saying a strong druid. Wait. A, so like a non-weak druid? druid. That's correct. That's so enough. it's got all of the vigor. Right. That's enough times. There we go. Climactic finished. All right. Great. So this druid. For our audio listeners, by the way, which is everyone. I did like the pinch your fingers, draw a line, kind of like zip your mouth. End of the symphony. Yeah. Um, so this druid, I believe, is tapping into the same magic that Avra believed herself to be tapping into. So not only do we have to keep Oblis safe for Avra not to do the loop, but we also have to keep 
the forest safe from Oblis. Hmm. So I you also... forgot a detail that it was a strong druid, but I I, I, I agree. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're drawing a fine line here. I'm glad you brought that up, Loon, uh, because I was going to mention that, but thank you. Uh, Avra is in the church and within 60 feet of you. <laughs> so, uh, no, I also got a good lead on that sea beast. Uh, oh, good. The, uh, Where did you guys go if not to see the Chris's? Uh, we actually we went to the uh, the withheld woods, which I mean, <laughs> you what? yeah. Uh, <laughs> sorry, the whispering <laughs> woods. Oh, wait, you, wait. You, didn't, you you what? Yeah, we went we went into the the. Oh, yeah, no, uh, I shared a whole bunch of hot goss with uh the, Stacey, the, wi- Stacey, the withheld wood. You you gossiped in. Yeah, with a bunch of ghost ladies. It's fine. Look, we can go again. Don't worry about it. Look, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll it's fine. We'll include you. You're no, not, we didn't I'm do fine. it on purpose. No, I'm I mean, fine. No, I mean I'm you're clearly this good, man. It's Q, all good. Q, 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 Q. You know, this is yeah. the first time I've ever noticing somebody's like feelings. Like, what? Oh, it's, this is ugly. The first oh, time. <laughs> feels horrible. Q <laughs> is just like, eyes are just getting super watery and he's just like holding back tears. No, no, no. Okay. Here's the is thing. this okay. what it feels like, Alistair, when you're like talking to ghosts that like are having a mental breakdown? Like, what? Yes. And I'm trying to have a conversation with a living person, Hoon. Oh, um, sorry. Insensitive again. Um, okay. <laughs> So, like, all right, so Quincy, here's the thing. Right. The whole bit about the withheld and the whispering wood, it's all bit. It's full not tears. Actually- full stop. Quincy starts crying completely. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> you figured out the mystery without me. He crouches down, he picks up the rats in that came with the scrap of paper. He, he takes the paper, puts it away, and just starts like holding rats in and just like petting no, him. No, no, Q, Q, no, no I'm sorry. Q, no. wait. I'm fine. Everything's good, no. okay? Let's all just right. go to the lightning bolt of the forest or some shit, all right? Let's just go. All right, Q, shut, shut, shut up. Look, come here. And Hoon actually goes over and gives Q a hug. And it's like the first time he ever did that, ever. Can you, can you turn your pelvis a little bit? <laughs> Can you turn your pelvis a little bit? It's a little awkward. I, I don't know how this. You you have a works. very form fitting pants on. It's I just, oh, just like uh, turn your. Sorry, hip. you're wearing okay. a groin cup. Please, what? <laughs> it's digging into my lower back. Um. Okay. Fine. Everything's good. Uh, we'll go back another time. All right. Good. Yes, no, don't do that again. To... That was awful. God. No, honestly, I mean that. I mean, we kind of have to now. I mean, Stacy's got a thing for you. What? <laughs> Yeah, like you gotta come say hi to Stacy at the very minimum. What, what, what do you mean? Wait, like someone, like the one lady you whose lap you were sitting in the entire what? time you were there? Yeah, wow, that, that, cool, that, that cold touch upon your neck that was Stacy saying bye. I told you this. Wait, what the fuck? No, I don't, I don't have attachments. What? Ah, ah, yes. you see who no, just like fun. falls flat on the ground and is in the fetal you position, just like you see, you don't even know your own charm. <laughs> what? Give an elbow and the... what? In the on the ground, the hourglass rib. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, right. elbow, it's like elbowing like... a pillar. Oh, yeah. right. I mean, um, everyone, let's let's this settle up. Let's this let's be all right. Um, so right. okay, so, yeah. So we are presented then either to go to the woods and investigate what's going on there, and possibly run into the Chris's. Hopefully, not canoodling, because I mean, I don't need that visual. Thank I don't you. Need it either. I don't really care about it's the Chris's right too now. Much. I want to meet the Druid. Was Giant package is not, you know, like ah. Uh. I let's just find the Druid. Um, maybe they can explain a little bit more to us, and we can try to strike up a deal with them as much as we have with Avra. And maybe with enough allies, we can actually hold the town. Because if right. the Druid, the Druid probably has no idea what keeps destroying 
her forest, but she probably also keeps remembering every day, just like Avra does. So, Hopefully, if we can bring that information, lucky. that's a really good way to broker some sort of alliance. Right? right, that's some logic. I can get behind this. Let's go. Oh, do we sanity? It's a question, actually. Also, I mean, not that I, I definitely want to go be part of that, but like, there is a part of me that's also really curious about finding out what this drunken sailor has to say about the sea beast. Drinking all. Oh, I actually don't know this. Drunken sailor. Right. Yeah, he's renting a storage shed and you know drinks all day. Like the one that we come from. Like, sort of, kind of, I suppose. I mean, the the Golden Girls were not especially forthcoming about that bit. They they, they mm. had not much positive to say about him, really. But, like, not even the HBIC? No, especially not Sam. She had the oh. most detrimental things to say about him. Oh. He's a bit of a degenerate to hear them talk. Uh, Q, Q had, like, his notepad out and was crossing off the names that you told him of all the ghosts uh, about which one was the HBIC, like, which one <laughs> would have been in Finally Circle Sam. is like... I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> so no, it's okay. So no, this this sailor rents a room or a storage shed, really, and um, drinks all noontime, and then shows up on the bridge in the afternoons to yell about uh, this sea beast what destroyed the ship and whatnot some weeks ago, and just now won't actively won't go and find himself a new job. Wait. What if it's not Where a sea beast? Were we on the bridge, though, like two afternoons ago? You were on the bridge, and you saw that there was another bridge a little further down the river, where you I'm saw like... a single figure with a bottle hanging over the side of the uh, over that bridge, kind of staring right. at the passing water. That guy. That, um, that vagabond. Hold on. I just, I got, I had an idea. What if the sea beast isn't a beast at all, but it was really a metaphor for the the two, like... Um, um, wait, wait, like, all right, I'll take this very seriously. Who, no, yeah, no one's no, interrupting. No, please, I'm on being everyone's listening. To you. No, it's what if <laughs> yes, it, what yes, if it's, give us this book report. No, I, honestly, what it's 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 just I, I'm thinking about how it might be attached to the to the the, the Navy SEAL um peoples and like it's mm. the the two the two um uh like drummer peoples. Right, and so it's like a metaphor. Kind of what I'm thinking, like, like well, right, it may not actually be a literal sea beast, or like, no, it definitely is. No, it, it's definitely a sea beast. Wait, oh. and it's it's shafting the town. Oh, the God. reason why I think it's a sea beast is because Avra can sense it, and it is not a human mind. It mm. is not a humanoid mind. If it was mm. one of those, it'd be easier for her to have a grasp on it. This is a true beast. It is something in the water that is capable of talking and will and every which way. I believe that those merchants that are here every day took something on the way back in from that sea beast, and the sea beast went ahead and was like, hey, raiders, guess what? There's a little magic item this way. Go find it for me. And that's why they keep coming. I think what we could do, potentially, is find that item from the merchants in the morning, steal it from them, run to the beach, and just throw it in the water and hope that the sea beast gets it. That is another idea that I had. Right, because, you know, all things in the sea lead to the sea beast, apparently. I mean, look, it's better that it's on the, the, the ocean. Maybe we just hold it and wait for the raiders and just be like, listen, sea beast, tell you about this. Here you go. Don't come in here. We, we'll kill you. You know, something but, simple like that. Wait, they, they didn't even, like, think to talk when I was, like, combating them. I mean, but then that's also probably my fault because I was, I mean, like, they were already mid-fight, right? Yeah. Like, if you get them before the fight starts and the blood is pumping, it might be easier to actually be like, hey, listen... I mean, you want there's a smaller stuff, you know? 
also seemed to be just really bent on destruction and breaking morale. That's what you have than... to do when it's a blitz. Um, when right. it's so it seemed more destruction oriented rather than recovery oriented. No, 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 no. I I think that's not the right idea. I think the destruction is a force like a showing. Right, a showing of power hmm. in order to get the populace not to fight back, so it's easier for them to actually search. That is the idea that I have. If it was indeed that they were trying to destroy everything, they wouldn't bother sending anyone to like kill things other than protecting the bards who are destroying stuff. It's not about the destruction. The destruction is just uh, an in addition to, um, gotcha. not right, the yeah. end all. Be I think. Yeah. We could avoid that, perhaps. I think our number one priority right now should be to talk to the druid, because this person seems as powerful as Avra, if not possibly more powerful, I don't know, and is someone who can potentially be an ally and has some semblance of what's happening, but not all the information. So if we were to give that to them, this is going to go much smoother. I, I truly great. believe that we should go there. Great, um, let's go. Let's go. All right, yeah, great. So let's go before noon is over. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. I, I will be gracious and assume that you guys have had this conversation while you were en route to the forest. Right. Uh, I will say, knowing that you are heading into the deep woods is enough that I will not ask of you a path. You head north, and you keep heading north when you hit the woods. I just want to ask for a survival check to see how long this travel takes. Uh, a group survival check from all of you. Uh, I, I will tell you right now as the DM... Since you have no experience traveling this far into the woods, if you fail this check, it will take a time phase of the day away. Who do you want to say what that is? Uh, you didn't see that. Just, it, it's, okay. it's, it's, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'll wait. got a, uh, oh, wait, with advantage, I'm going to have, uh, Ratson give me the help action. Okay. 14 okay. for, uh, Quincy. Okay. Uh, dirty 20 for Alistair. All right. Uh, who, who got a nat 20 for a total of 22? Okay. So two of you pass, which is good. Uh, on your first time traveling through this, there is the potential that you get lost on your way into the deep woods, and it ta it eats a time slot of your day, but you are able to well enough navigate, uh, avoid all the... Like, it's not hard to just pick a direction and keep walking in it. The difficult part is walking that path and not tiring yourself out and slowing down. Uh, so there, there are periods of time as you guys are walking through this path that you are like stumbling across roots or tripping over rocks, uh, but you are able to keep your rhythm well enough. And you can see that there is a point where it's not like a clear line, but at some point you will look around and you realize the canopy is heavier than it was on the edge of the woods. The trees are a bit closer packed together. The grass isn't tamped down and the, fur the ferns and the foliage grow a little bit more full here. Uh, the, this is a place considerably less touched by uh, humanoid hands. Uh, and as you enter the deep woods in this moment, uh, you hear a rustle of movement. Uh, and as you guys kind of look behind you to check what it is, there is nothing there. Uh, and you Poon turn... has his gun out at that moment? Wait. Okay. Poon. What? What? I, I understand. Hear... I'm just... Look, I'm a little jumpy, okay? Look, do, do you see, do you see what's around us? It's I think dark everyone, and it's... No, everyone, everyone. I think it's fine. Look, who can have his weapon out? Because... I think if anything, this druid will understand there could be potential predators in the woods. It's fair game to have your weapon drawn. I would disagree. In fact, I should think you should put your weapon away, human. And you hear the voice coming from what is now behind you in the direction you uh, were traveling. Oh, uh, what but the as fuck? You, Who is as that? You turn Who is there? Look, you can see that there is nothing there. There, or at least there is no one that you can see. Come out! Show yourself! 
I'm hey. right in front of you, you buffoon. Don't call uh, me a buffoon. I have made it to down. I look down. Is there anything on the ground? You look down and there's nothing there. And then you hear the voice again and you look up. And you see on one of the tree branches is a little squirrel holding uh, a small uh, stick with an acorn at the top. <laughs> You'd best put your weapon away, the squirrel shouts at you. Uh, um, you mm-hmm. are not welcome here. All right, look, and indeed, I, I just, your friend may be correct that shut up, that there are predators here. But you, in fact, are the prey, and the prey does not fight back. What do you want? Um, mostly to keep your forest from burning down every night. Huh? Oh, do you not threat? remember? No, Interesting. of course not. Never mind. Okay, so that crosses that, that out. That answers one question, unfortunately. Hello, uh, we are here on behalf of the local village, sort of, but more so the world at large. Okay. I was just going to say straight up time travelers, but okay, we'll go with that one first. Space and time. Um, wow, so, okay, that, okay. Big claim, we get it. Uh, just, uh, I mean, look at his clothes, and I just gestured towards Hoon. I've Definitely heard not some wild. I've heard some wild shit. I'm gonna be real. Right. I don't believe you. I'm just gonna assume you're crazy. I mean, hey. if you watch real closely, I can travel into the future at a rate of one second per second. Oh, you're it's a funny true. guy, aren't you? There I go. I'm doing it. Yeah, there you go. Alistair, don't show them all of our tricks so quickly. I'm sorry. I mean, I had to do something to prove it. Uh, um, to whom may we address you as? Uh, hey, uh, the squirrel kind of clambers down to a lower branch so as to be more eye level with you all uh, and puts the staff out to the side as a squirrel does a curtsy in front of you and goes, my name is Nutmeg. I am Archdruid of these woods. Wonderful Your name is name. Nutmeg? That's absolutely precious. I love that. My name I, I is Nutmeg, yes. Archdruid Nutmeg, it is a pleasure to make your acquaintance. Uh, I'm Q-Cubed, private investigator. And you as well. It is a pleasure to meet you, one with manners. <laughs> and I am uh, Alistair Graves at your service, and I bow deeply. I like deeply. your coat. Thank you. So do I. I inherited it. Your ancestor had good taste. They sure did. You still have your gun out, young man. Um, well, so- sorry, sorry. Hoon uh, puts the gun back into his hourglass figure good. perfectly. Where the um, hell did that go? <laughs> um, well, that's that's... <laughs> That's for me to know and, and you to find out. Um, I kind of don't wanna. I, I don't blame you. Um, uh, hello. It's it's um, this is weird. This is very weird. Hi, hello. I'm Hoon, uh, Lieutenant Hoon. Take a of breath. The, of the of the of the interstellar uh, galactic navy. Take uh, a breath. Okay. Oh oh. Wait, oh, Hoon, okay. you wish with the seals? Uh, I I I own part of the seal. All right, look, that's the oh story for another time. Yes, sorry, please. Sorry. We'll touch back on that another time. I'm just writing notes and so on my my pad again. I'm very curious about these warrior seals, but still. <laughs> uh, your great archdruid, uh, Nis, I guess, mm. not Meg. Nutmeg um, is fine. Thank you, Nutmeg. Um, listen, we come in dire warning of a threat that shall uh, meet your woods. Um, later this evening, and we wish to uh, uh, make an alliance ship with yourself in order to protect these woods. What is this threat you speak of? Uh, soon? It's a bit complicated, honestly. There are raiders that are going to be attacking the nearby town when mm. doing so. Uh, a sorcerer who has yet to unlock their full ability or control it shall tap into their magic in their worst moment and cause an unleashing of great magics that will unfortunately cause a chain reaction event, leading to lightning striking these woods, burning it down. 
Um, Q, One lightning bolt wouldn't to do that. Point no. out, you sounded really, really crazy. Um, wow. What if I could do a squirrel hoon? Uh, fair. Wow, is that, wow. That fair? Hold up. I was in a race thing. Is more like it was more like a craziness thing. You know, you we're time travelers. You're a squirrel. Let's just all admit that everything here is crazy, right? We I mean, all agree. We also live on a great big tree outside of time. So we're, like, we we're pretty, you know, similar then. We're I mean, trees. Great big tree. Yeah, big I'm, tree. I'm just how big are the nuts? Sit down now. Infinite. The I mean, to be fair, that the nuts that hang off the tree are actual like timelines. So like you're in one kind of like infinitely large. Oh. You're actually inside of a giant nut as oh. well. You see her eyes kind of go wide. She like turns to either side for a moment, kind of contemplating. The great nut. Exactly. Mm -hmm. This world is the great nut, and we are here to make sure this nut does not crack. Um we're sort of like druids of of you know, space and time, if that makes sense. Sure. As a fellow druid, I think you should understand one lightning bolt would not be enough to bring down a forest. And of even if it no. would, I could control the damage. This well, is uh, pretty strong. Um, like if it was, say, amplified by another force of raw primordial power, such as a lightning bolt and stasis on the beach. Not that. I know what you mean. And you see, like, she'd kind of been, like, jittering around, like, doing the... The weird kind of like squirrel shake that squirrels do, where even when they're standing still, they'll like bob their midsection back and forth. <laughs> uh, like she'd kind of been doing that. She had an idle animation. And the moment you say like primordial power, she stops moving and makes like direct eye contact with you. And then one of her eyes kind of slides to the side a little bit. Uh, <laughs> she goes, I know what you talk about. You're already here. Fuck it. Come on. Uh, and she leaps down and starts scampering across the dirt. Uh, I'm going to send Ratson out to chase her too. Just. Just to have a little rodent friend. Oh, this is Ratson, by the way. Uh, don't know if you can speak rat, but he's uh, he's my best friend. So. I speak druidic. Most animals understand. Uh, and she does uh, occur I to I had a monkey at some point, but... Pleasure to meet you, Dr. Ratson. Fuck if I know where he went. Mm -hmm. You think Lucky's just been out doing his own thing this whole time? Oh, yeah, Lucky's in the been at home. Lucky's been at the base in between loops just eating rotten bananas off the, uh, the counters. Um, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh... <laughs> but nutmeg leads you further and further into the woods uh and it, it is only about like half an hour to an hour of walking uh just following this tiny little squirrel uh it gets hard at times to pinpoint her position uh and then you like you know you catch her again because she will rise up on like a little fern that will sprout out of the ground and she'll be standing on a little leaf with her staff uh and then she'll like resume leading you making sure that you're following at all times until eventually you get to not a clearing but it looks like it looks like that stereotypical impact of when you see like a spaceship land in the woods where you can see the impact crater that is like dirt dug out uh, mm -hmm. into this massive trench through the woods. And you can see that there are like trees that are pushed aside. Uh, like the environment is skewed because of something that fell from the sky. And you see at the far end of the impact crater is another tree. But this one is significantly larger. This one is has no leaves. It is splintered and broken at the top end, as though torn from a chunk of something else. Uh, and you can see that it is... You don't see, but you immediately recognize the presence of Yggdrasil in this thing. Uh, and that is where we are going to go ahead and stop for the night. Oh, that's a good Fuck. ending. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. I fucking so love Nutmeg. <laughs> Seriously, like and MVP the metaphors right now. that were present were great. 
Uh, like I told you, you have so many more characters to meet. Uh, so, once again, I have been your dungeon master, Evan. It is a pleasure to have had you, and allow us to exit out our beautiful three players. Uh, it's, it's me, Hoon. Uh, bye. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Somebody else! Alright, alright, Quincy Q Quantry signing off, uh, for another time, I suppose. Yeah, and this is Alistair Graves, your friendly neighborhood mimosa bitch. <laughs>